Sports 1440. It's the lowdown. We're in the Stu Stu studio. <laughs> that's a, that's an item from my old top 40 days. That was a good one. You just pulled out there. The stu, uh, stu, stu, that's a good one. I did the silliest stuff. I, I did I did so well on top 40, the format no longer exists. You, you beat the system. That's how good it was. <laughs> yeah. You beat the game of top 40 radio. I've killed everything I come in contact with. <laughs> it's all good. I did enjoy my life. My life was so good. I, I used to go to, to movie premieres and and uh, be out all the time uh, at, at different concerts and stuff. You know, when you're young like you, mm-hmm. it's all an adventure. Yeah. It, life is just a dream. Then 30 years later, you brag about it. I don't know. You just you <laughs> reminisce about okay, it. Okay, it may seem like a brag. And, and uh, I, I, you know, I, I will say this, that, that I should have done more of it. More of the the stuff, but you know, yeah, fair enough. I had yeah. my fair share. Hindsight's always twenty twenty, but uh, uh, you know, I appreciate. It. I, I like how you switched it from brag to reminisce because it I it, it makes me see it in a new light. So I appreciate that. Well, I'm just I had to defend myself. <laughs> no, of course. <laughs> uh, Bag Milk started giving relationship advice. If anyone needs, uh, reach out his podcast. Better late than never. Is that true? Is this true? You're yeah. giving out relationship advice now. Whether or not I should be, that's a different question entirely. But am I doing it? Absolutely, yes. So what I, I have a segment on Better Late Than Never where people can just leave me voicemails about – it can be about the Oilers, it can be about life or music or pop culture. And it turned into – the last two, three weeks have turned into some young men. Al, we're talking about some 18 to 22-year-olds, roughly in there. Right. And they're chiming in in the voicemail and asking me for my advice about various situations. Now – as an unlicensed psychologist, I feel uh, that I'm more than capable of providing them with the advice they need, whether or not there's any good or, any, or there's any value to it. That's a different story entirely. Do, do you feel comfortable giving us an example? Well, we've got some, uh, some young men who are having some issues on the dating apps. Al, have you ever been on the dating app? Probably no, not, eh? no, I, I, I honestly, I, I know my kids told me to stay off of one and never swipe right. <laughs> that's all I know. Well, that's, that's probably pretty good advice by your kids. But yeah, so some of the dating advices they're coming in were, you know, interacting with the females. What do you do? Like, what do you have some ideas on some lines you can try? Maybe get a lot uh, to get a laugh out of them. Maybe differentiate yourself from the pack. It's just been kind of that kind of stuff. And again, whether or not I'm qualified to be issuing any of this advice, that is, Advice that is a very, very worthy conversation to have. Well, I, 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 you're, then you're doing the Lord's work then, I think, because um, it's a tough thing when you're that age, right? You know, because it, it's you, you're 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 gung ho and you're all you know all the the forces or the, the 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 troops are gathering at the border, but you you know there's a little bit of you know. I think on both sides, there's a little bit of uncertainty. And, and once you figure out everybody just wants to have fun, it's all good, I think. So good for yeah, you. I mean, young love is a, uh, well, it's an interesting thing to discuss. And it's, you know, those are both 15, 20 years behind me that some of these issues that are coming up. But um, I'm happy to chime in on it <laughs> when asked, even though, again, I'm not sure I'm the person they should be asking. But here I am. Well, I'm doing my part to raise the youth of this city, and I'm doing my best. <laughs> 
Well, if you, if you get up to the older generation, let me know, and I might throw a few your your way. Um, let's talk about the Edmonton Oilers. And I mean, I'm thrilled that Michael Parcati has been you know hired by the team because uh, analytics is a, an important part of the the, the game. Well, is for you too. I noticed, uh, and I, I have to tell you, he's one of my favorite people on the planet. He is such a true gentleman. And uh, as I understand it, Oilers Nation has hired uh, Sunil Agnihotri to write for them this year. Yeah, so Sunil. Uh, Sunil is going to be our new analytics writer at Oilers Nation. I've been, you know, I've, I've loved Sunil's work for a long, long time. And we've been trying to get him to write at Oilers Nation for two or three years now. And it never really worked out. There was, you know, life gets in the way or he's busy and all that kind of stuff. But this year, the stars just aligned in our favor. And so far, he's put out a, a couple of really, really great pieces about the Oilers and dove deep into what, um, what the numbers mean for this team. And I'm just so excited to have him because he's incredibly talented. His content is so, so good. And I, I feel I feel like it's great to be a consumer just reading his stuff and learning from him. So we're very lucky to have him. I, what you just said there is so important. I, I, like, I'll read anything to be entertained, but I love it when I can learn something. And Sunil has that ability, and he does it in a way that is not uh, – uh, heavy-handed and and you know you you feel like you're you're learning without being told you're sort of just following along right that's exactly it and i i think that the thing the the way he explains his ideas and his thoughts and the way he puts them out onto the website is just it's very unique for me and, and i'm super happy that we were able to come together on a deal this year because i think that having him with us levels levels us up again I think he's going to provide us some really, really strong editorial. He already has. And um, it's nice to just sit back and read and enjoy, and like you said, learn something and just really be a consumer, even though I'm a, I, I work for the website too. It's just because at the end of the day, I'm a fan of the Oilers. I love to read Oilers content that's really well done, and he's one of the best. So we're super pumped to have him. What else do you have that's new or, or innovative or tweaked this year for fans who will drop by? Well, on the website, we're going to have a lot more articles. We're, we're actually planning out our in-season content. So we're going to have a lot of game day activations. We're going to have the usual game day articles from Gregor, but we're going to do more deep dives. We're going to have some highlights and day after posts that are a little bit new. We're also launching a new pregame show this year. So before the game starts, we're going to be live on our YouTube channel. By the way, the challenge is still on to get to 30,000 subscribers to get Tyler Remchuk in a boudoir shoot. But do we want this? Is this something we want? <laughs> I, I think I do. I think I do. I think the people need it. They just don't know they need it yet. Um, so we're going to have that pregame show going live on our YouTube channel before every game, and we're really excited about that. We're going to have the Oilers Nation After Dark, which is our postgame show, coming up right after the game goes. So that's all going to be live, and you can interact on Facebook and Twitter and YouTube. It's We're just trying to provide as much content as we can this year, both written, video, and podcast. So we're going to have a full slate at Oilers Nation. I'm super excited. There's a game on the calendar this weekend. I mean, it's kind of the Oilers. Um <laughs> kick off the preseason so we're excited we're excited to get going i'm glad and i i you know we need content and speaking of uh the training camp roster came out anything catch your eye anybody you're interested in following here uh during the early days of the Oilers preseason well some of the interesting stories from training camp is actually for me were who is not playing to start training camp you know matthias ekholm has the hip flexor issue that he's working through he said that he described it himself as more of a maintenance thing than necessarily a problem so we'll take his word at face value on that sam Gagne is obviously going to miss we're going to see i'm interested to see how they're going to use connor brown jim matheson reported that they're not going to do back-to-backs with connor brown i'm excited about that but if you dive deeper into the lineup 
what is Brandon Sutter going to do, Al? You know, no. he hasn't played in a couple of years. I'm really, I'm, I'm expecting a player who's going to come into town that's going to be ready to go, who's going to be hungry and try to steal someone's job. I'm excited to see what he does. I'm excited to see what Lane Peterson does in training camp. Can he force his way into, into a spot on opening night roster? What's Raphael Lavoie going to do? A lot of Oilers fans already kind of have him penciled in on the right side, but can he rise up to the challenge when given a little bit of leash and a little bit of rope? And then on the back end, like I said, with Matthias Ekholm out, at least to start, what are those extra at-bats going to look like for Philip Broberg? I think we talked about this on last week's hit. I think this year is going to be a massive one for Philip Broberg to either to kind of take a step forward within the organization or maybe set himself up as a trade ship for the next GM that comes in that probably wouldn't have any loyalty there depending on who it is, right? Because we know we're in Ken Holland's last season of his contract. We don't know what's going to happen there. So those are kind of the stories that I'll be looking at throughout training camp and in the preseason because for the most part, most of the roster is set. Yeah, it so is. now I kind of want to see who's fighting for those last jobs, who's fighting for spots, and who's fighting to fighting their way up the depth chart. Uh, Tony Brar, speaking of like here, I'm going to ask your advice. I know what the, what I do, but I want to know what you do. So Tony Brar sends out a, a tweet, very interesting guy, and he's obviously watching the 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 uh, the skate today. Uh, the practice is good, hard skate to open main camp. Broberg stood out, solid, subtle plays on both ends, which is very encouraging, but you don't want to jump ahead too much. When do you start really paying attention in preseason to players who are not necessarily bubble players, but maybe need to take a, a step forward? How far into the games do you start paying real close attention? Well, the Oilers have got eight preseason games on the, on, on the schedule right now, which but in my opinion, first of all, is probably too many by half. Now, it is what it is. We're going to get through these eight together. But to answer your question, for a player like Broberg, these first handful of games, one, two, three, I don't really pay too, too much attention to other than just kind of seeing how they go, seeing who sticks out. Can Xavier Borg go score a goal? What does it look like? What does his shot look like? But for, for a player like Broberg, who we need to kind of take a step forward, once we get into the back half, once the NHL players start coming into the lineups and getting their at-bats and trying to get their rhythms in, that's when I'm going to be more interested in the preseason. Let's talk, let's say games five, six, seven, and eight, perhaps maybe six, seven, and eight. That's when we're going to have more NHLers in the lineup. That's when we're going to have some systems plays coming in that they're trying to tune up for the start of the regular season. And I think that's when we're going to get a better idea of what his summer looked like and how he's going to be able to compete. Because, I mean, let me ask you a question. Where would you currently have Broberg in that in that defensive group? Would he be your six or your seven somewhere else? I Right now, I'm intrigued with the idea of Broberg and Ekholm starting the season together with Broberg on the right side. And the reason is I think Bouchard can handle the nurse minutes. And if you ask Broberg to handle the Ekholm minutes and he can do it, then the third pair becomes uh, uh, Kulak and and Cece and with DeHarnay there also. I'd like to try it. I don't know if it's going to work, and I hope they – Take a long look at that in preseason, but if that if that could happen, I think it sets the Oilers up at the very least to showcase Broberg until the deadline, and then maybe you offload him. But it doesn't rely as much on CC. It maybe forces CC to move his way back up the the depth chart, which I think is the better way. I completely agree with that. I think for a lot of Oilers fans this summer, if there was ever going to be a position upgraded on the back end, it was probably that Cody CC spot. So I think your idea of having him start off a little bit lower than maybe working himself up to where he was a couple of seasons ago, I think that's bang on. And I think that your idea of also playing Broberg with Ekholm works for me because 
we've seen what Ekholm did with Bouchard at the tail end of last season. We saw how it worked as a, in a mentor role. And maybe playing alongside his fellow countrymen, a guy who's an established veteran in this league, he's a force in the defensive zone, he's got a little bit of offensive touch, maybe that's exactly what he needs to kind of unlock the next step for Broberg. So I don't mind that at all. In fact, I quite like it. Yeah, I, think... I, I also think it puts Broberg in a position where you've got to sink or swim a little bit here. And we'll get a better of idea of where he's at if he's getting those minutes. What would you do with Holloway? So what's interesting with Holloway is right now, and I mean, I know we're in, in training camp and these lines don't really mean anything, but currently they had Holloway alongside Sutter and Yanmark today. Um, we know that that's not going to be the best spot for him. He's got to kind of be in somewhat of an offensive role, maybe power play too. But I think he's got to be somewhere in the top nine and finding a way to contribute in the top nine. I think that last year was probably a dose of reality for him. He had a really, really good preseason, if you remember. We named him the Ty Ratty Award winner last year. The yes. <laughs> and it didn't necessarily carry into the regular season, which is completely fine when we're talking about a young player trying to get into the best league in the world. So I think that uh, Holloway's going to come in hungrier, and I think he's going to find a way to contribute, but he's got to be in the top nine. I just don't think that having him on the fourth line as the left winger there, if that is a plan or even an option, I don't think that's the best considering the type of player he is. Yeah, that's all fair. Um, okay, last question. Raphael Lavoie, where, I know he's on the fifth line right now, but it's early in camp. Where, where, where do you think he? Where does he land opening night? Waivers, another team in the everyday lineup, or on the bench, or uh, up in the uh, gondola? A very interesting question. The idea that he has to clear waivers makes this one a little bit more interesting. So I wonder if the team will have a little bit more patience with him and try and give him an opportunity to start on the fourth line right wing third line right wing if if he kind of goes through the preseason and earns that spot I think they're going to want to try that he had set 25 goals in 61 games with the Condors last year he took a step forward uh, especially in the back half of the season I know Bruce Carlock over at OilersNation.com has written at length about Raphael Lavoie's progress last year and I'd like to see what that looks like so if he if he kind of falters a little bit in, in training camp in the preseason and he gets sent down I would hope he clears waivers so that he can get down to the Condors and resume his journey. But I think the only options kind of for him right now are just sneak into one of those spots on the right side in the lower half in the bottom six or hope that he slides through waivers because I don't think they're going to want to carry him in in the press box too long. Um, I, I just don't think that's the move for him. And also we're talking about an offensive player. So he needs to have an opportunity to kind of use that shot of his use his frame he's a big man hopefully he can he can make some space for himself but again we're talking about the national hockey league it's not a development league and especially where the oilers are at right now in their journey to be stanley cup contenders i don't know that they want to be developing players too too much right now unless they've already got a little bit of polish on them so i'm really intrigued to see where he's at throughout training camp and throughout the preseason because he's a guy that a lot of us have our eyes on and have for a long time so does doggo come out for the preseason or is that too early Frank's picks, well, well, I mean, you know what? Just like any good veteran, he's going to have to get a couple of at-bats in, a couple okay. of rounds in to make sure he still knows what he's doing. So will we do Frank's picks for all eight preseason games? Probably not. But 
absolutely we are going to sneak him in maybe every other game get him on the rhythm make sure he still knows what he's doing make sure he's still doing the homework i put a lot of data in front of him now that we got michael parcati leading the the analytics department a lot more stats going in front of the dog right now to make sure that he's prepared for this season and that he's dialed in and ready to go don't don't make him do that winnipeg trip where they fly out play and then fly back the same day that's too much it's too much no he's a veteran he is a veteran. He's yeah. going to stay home, and he's going to get the cherry minute. There you go. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thanks, LT. All right. Bag milk. If you just flew into Edmonton and LT is talking to bag milk, you'd go, what is going on around here? And then Declan says something a clever. Not this time. Okay. All right. Uh, we've got a lot of texts. We're going to get to them next. We're also going to do the NHL trade rumors that I forgot to do in hour number one. But there, there's there's DK text in and says there's one thing that has to be upgraded this year. And we're going to talk about that next. This is the Lowdown with Low Tide on Sports 1440. Sports 1440, Lowdown with Low Tide. That's a song that, that people either love or absolutely hate. This is one of the ones that uh, I've talked about the uh, the vinyl dance parties that my dad used to throw um, oh, with right Waterloo. On, right, right, he, yeah. he would always he would always play play rock lobster as well and chase us around with a claw hand trying to catch me and my <laughs> sister. So fond fond memories of that one. Your dad it sounds like a really good guy. You'd love him. Oh. You would love him. Well, yeah, I mean the the claw idea. <laughs> He's an artist at heart. What can I say? The 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 the, the the words have you ever like read the words of the song not no not really just the just the chorus like, influence robin watch out for the piranha there goes a narwhal here comes a bikini whale so they just list fish or mammals if you want to get technical with it well i mean if you want to break it down but there's also dogfish jellyfish manta ray stingray it seems a little lazy though they just list as many ocean animals as they can think of they're, they're doing a song called Rock Lobster. Yeah, far, there's not. There's how not intellectual much. do you want to get? Yeah, you're, you're right. There's not. I mean, there's, this isn't Hey Jude. Yeah, there's you know. not much you can do there. You know what Hey Jude's about? Pro- probably not. I think I'm about to learn it, though. John Lennon's son, Julian. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Had a tough life, even though he was the son of a very famous man. Low Tide, if there's any upgrade to be done this year, it has to be between the pipes. I think most fans know this. It's a big deal. There's no doubt. There are other things. Penalty kill, injury, center, fourth line. What happens if Connor Brown gets hurt? Duda. There's a lot. For a team that has a chance to win Stanley, there's a lot of wobble. There was for Vegas a year ago. It is the era of the salary cap. You know, it's, it's not, it's not like, it doesn't, it's not, it's not poetic or lyrical like, this is the dawning of the age of Aquarius. But the age of the salary cap really does impact everything. You, you, you are going to have a weakness on your team, and you're going to have to address it at the deadline. And you've got to just throw those die and make sure it lands right. What's the best dice roll available? Two sixes? Yeah, well, it depends on the game, but I think two sixes is probably, probably most, more often than not, the best one. When you go to Vegas, and I know you go a lot, yeah. What do you play? I mean, mostly poker. Yeah, poker's good. Yeah, like like play like one two. I like blackjack. Five. Yeah, I, I hate blackjack. I don't know why I said yeah. I hate that game. Really? I, I just never. 
Like it's I, very lucky. Yeah, like I never learned how to count cards. I was no rain man, so I just kind of, it was all luck to me, and I was just never, I felt I lost more than I won, and there was no excitement to it. Like poker, you, to a degree, you can control your fate. Everything else seems up well, to chance. Well, you don't hit 17, and you're fine. I, I'll hit 16s, though. I don't know. I remember I told a dealer once, I was like, a hit, and she was like, what, you, really? And I was like, yeah, I just had a feeling it was going to be a five, and it was like a jack or something, so yeah, I yeah. busted. But. Well, you know, the, the, the great thing is that you are... You get killed, and and the the dealer doesn't yeah. say anything because they're no. they're motionless, right? Yeah. But they're thinking, Norm. I know they they just think, and then you have the dealers who sometimes pretend to care, but you know they just they could they could care less yeah. about how you did. Yeah. Blackjack is all about statistical probability. Well, so are relationships, and we know how those go. The Veggie Tales version Rock Monster is also good. And I I, I put that out of my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever watch Veggie Tales? Oh yeah, that was a big show for me back when I was a kid growing the, up. Okay, wasn't it, like a, wasn't it like a religious allegory? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but here's the problem: the songs were really catchy. So you'd be, you know, you, you, I'd be, I'd be at the shopping center and I'd be singing about Jonah and the Whale because <laughs> it was so catchy. Right, and I'm like, I am the nerdiest nerd who ever nerded in a grocery store. Did so anyone I, ever? Did anyone ever hear you and catch on and join so. in, flash mob kind of thing? So. Okay. I, I just. Um, I, I, I had a problem with the land before time too. I'd, I'd, I had one. this thing where my son and I would go shopping and I'd yell, little foot. <laughs> <laughs> he thought it was funny, but everybody thought I was a little out there. That's a good one. That's it. My dad would always, uh, he always had one like that too. I forget. I clearly wasn't that memorable because I forget what he called me, but it was some reference like that as well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, you get through the, 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 the era, right? Yes. You're just trying to, as a, as a, as a dad, you're just trying to get to the wine that happens at night. <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah, that's all so. you're really looking forward to. A big one, a big one in the grocery store was Tushpa. Yeah. Oh, where is my hairbrush? I remember that one. Um, every return commercial should be rock lobster. Okay. I got no problem with that. I got beef. Imagine having the most original team name ever, the Bears. And still, all the, the only thing you can come up with for a logo is the letter C. That's funny. That's funny. I love it. Oh, boy. Good times. Okay, this is uh, brand new from Michael Russo at The Athletic. He's a brilliant writer for The Athletic. NHL player poll. Do you want to go through these? And you can guess what they are, okay? Do you want to do this? Or pay attention at all in yes, any way? Yes, yes, okay. yes. All right. Because I know you're busy over there playing your video games. No, no. Cutting up the podcast. People are begging for it, so I'm getting it out there. What's the next city the NHL should expand to? <sighs> and this is his answer. This is the NHL Players Association. Oh, okay, okay. Like, a bunch My of players apologies. were surveyed. Yes, 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 right. yes, yes. Okay. I'm going to say they chose Quebec City. So Quebec City was number two. Houston, number one. But okay. Ten, Quebec City, seven, Salt Lake City. Okay. No. All right, next question is, what's the best road dressing room? I'm going to say, I'm going to say Madison Square Garden. It, no. No? Okay. Uh, Detroit with 11, then Edmonton and Vegas with really? 10. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I know the Edmonton facility is gorgeous. I just figured Madison Square Garden in a market like that would be up so frequently, but okay. Best road nightlife. Well, it has to be Vegas. Yes, by a long mile. Yeah, then New York, then Nashville, then Van City. I was actually going to guess Nashville as my as my number two. Yeah. Well, this is cruel. Worst road nightlife. 
probably Carolina. Winnipeg. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. And remember, these are the players. Yes. yes. Favorite non-hockey athlete for players? LeBron James. Not on the list. Not among the top six. What's the sport? What's the sport? Non-hockey. Yes, yes. Oh, so what's, the, like, sport? what's okay. the sport of the athlete they chose? <laughs> uh, soccer. Uh, Messi. Yeah. Okay. And then Ronaldo right next, and then Roger Federer, who wouldn't want to be. Man, I, Roger yeah. Federer is so cool. Michael Jordan, Tom Brady, Rafa, and then Tiger. Interesting. Okay. Um, who's the biggest chirper? Ooh. Tom Wilson? No, but he's up there. Brad Marchand is. Yeah, okay. I could see yeah. that. Yeah, so. And then I have one other for you. This is a different article at The Athletic. Murat Tesh is a brilliant writer. We had him on earlier in the week. He's such a nice man. He was showerhead back in the old August few days. He would always make comments on mm. all the blogs. Brilliant guy. Uh, the question is, the five NHL teams most likely to regress. Ooh, okay. Give me the five. I'm going to say... Toronto's on there? No. Okay. Is Boston on there? Yes. They have to after that historic yes. season. Is Carolina on there? No. I'm going to say I'm doing yes, no, like really loud. LA, the Kings? Yes. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, the Kraken? No. Okay. I don't know why I'm doing this, answering so goofily. I think the Penguins are going to get better, but is there any chance they made the list? No. Okay. Do you give up now? Let me have one more guess. Okay. I'm going to say the Rangers. No. Okay. Just embarrassing yourself. Right, well, I got two. Yeah. Vegas, Still pretty bad, though. Vegas Golden Knights. Okay. Minnesota Wild. Yeah. Washington Capitals. Okay. It was. Were, I almost guessed Capitals, and I guess Well, they're Rangers so poor last year, you know. Yeah. That's a fun game, though. I like that. You like that? You like the, the way we did that? Is that good for you? We Could should, we do yeah. that again or another thing? We should do that more often. Next segment, we should do it. <laughs> It'll just be the same thing. Where's the remote? Do I have time to tell you the funniest story? And it's on myself. Oh, yeah. We got like, we got like um, six, seven, eight minutes. Oh, how old were the kids? They were teenagers. They were teenagers, but they weren't old enough to go out on New Year's Eve. So let's say they're 16 and 14. And people go, oh, I went out. Well, our kids didn't go out 16 and 14 in New Year's. So that's whatever year that would be. And so <laughs> I was in a bad mood. And, and the, I'm not often in a bad mood, but that night I was really cranky. And so we're watching. I don't think it was Dick Clark then. I don't think Dick Clark was on anymore. Um, it might have been Anderson Cooper with uh, what's her noodle Griffin, who I love them together because she runs circles around him and just makes him so uncomfortable. Not Kathy. Yeah, that's okay. it. She, uh, th- those two together because she has this. She and I love it personally. I like to do it to people, although I never would be as good as her. She will just stay stuff that Anderson Cooper cannot. Like he doesn't. He, there's nothing in his drawer of proper reaction to allow him to be normal so he just goes it's like watching a man melt right so i was enjoying this and then the kids didn't want to watch that and so then i was i was i was a bad i was i was being a spoiled brat which does happen to men in their 50s um so 
anyway, about, and we were having wine. It was nice. You know, it was a nice evening. And, and they said, okay, we got to turn it now because it's, it's, um, Midnight in Ontario, so you got to watch the. Even though it's ten o'clock here, you got to watch the thing. And I couldn't find the channel changer, so I got really mad. And then I couldn't find it, and it had fallen down into the chair. And I, I said, "That's it. I'm going to to bed." And it's like three minutes to midnight or something like that. And I go to bed and I stomp off, and the entire family mocks me. They're just mocking me like I'm two. Well, within their right to do so, I may add. I, I just, I go to bed and I'm like, then my wife's like, "Get up!" And I'm like, "No." (laughs) Yeah, I mean, three. That is that is toddler behavior. I didn't get what I wanted. Totally right. And I'm like, I am not. I am not a young. I have two basically adult children, or on their way to being. What kind of behavior was that? But I was not in a good mood at all. Should have let me go to bed. I got up again, and then, you know, how was it making it till midnight? Well, I, that was ten o'clock. That was midnight Eastern time. Right, that we were right. Uh, so I stayed up till midnight. It was okay, but I sort of still grumpy. I was just, you know, when you get grumpy and then you're you're kind of outed at being an ass. Then yes. you just sit there and try not to be the there's center like, of there's attention. Like a tinge of embarrassment to it too, because bit. you know and you've been you called know, out. And I, you know, you're with your kids and your wife, and yep. you're supposed to be in your safe area, and you're still a yeah, a, a, you know, a goofball. So, so you know, New Year's to forget. Is what I'm hearing. I don't know. I used to go to Kissin and play uh, volleyball on New Year's Eve, and then we would go uh, to Louisiana Purchase, mm. and we would we would like stay till like two in the morning and have a really nice evening. That was really nice. You should shut it them. down. Yeah. Right. Well, they're really good there. Yeah. Really good place. No, I like it. When's the funny story? <laughs> well done and absolutely correct. LT, you deserved all the mockery you got. Well, I did. They marched up the stairs, boo-hooing and hissing. <laughs> it was quite the scene. It really was. I was in a bad mood. It happens. I acknowledge it. I moved on. And and I will say this, that from then on, uh, the channel changer never got lost on any New Year's Eve. I, I believe I established that at least as some kind of, you know, Point at which we had to begin the conversation. Son of a beech nut, I figured it out. Parkati. This was the guy who was saying that you were calling yourself Declan Parkati, but that wasn't the case. You're Declan Kruger. You were talking about Michael Parkati. I was. I was. I'm very self aware of everything that's going on. I know who I am. Well, good for that. Yeah. You know, we're very pleased about The bar's that. pretty low, but... Before we're we take a break, it. we're going to talk about Ryan McLeod after the break, but do you have anything on the Jason Greger program, which is coming up at 2 o'clock today? I do, yeah. So loaded show here uh, on the Jason Greger show coming up at uh, 2 o'clock. Terry Ryan's going to be guest hosting. He's going to be on from 2 until 4. Robin Brownlee's going to be joining for the Oil Report at 2.40. Fluto Shinzawa. Well done. Yeah, Bruins writer for The Athletic. Brilliant Great stuff. writer. Great. I've, I've actually read some of his stuff, and I'm not just saying that. I actually have. He's going to be on at 320. <laughs> Colin Livingston for the Cantork Race Report is going to be on at 340. Bonta Hill, 
uh, from 95.7 The Game in San Francisco. Going to join them for a little fantasy report. Doug Waite joining the show at 420. That's a big one. Mark Spector at 5 and Manny Arsenault at 520 for the CFL report. So good show, a lot of big names, and that's coming up at 2 o'clock. And the lowdown is brought to you by Wolf GMC Buick. New name, same great team. Find them on the corner of 184th Street and Stony Plain Road. Wolf gmcbuick.com say hi to Doug and Mary today we'll take a break and we'll talk a little Ryan McLeod this is the Lowdown with Low Tide on Sports 1440 it's the Lowdown on Sports 1440 that's Madonna right material girl oh yeah Yeah. that's Madonna you could play anything by Madonna and I would love it especially like Lucky Star or Holiday Holiday oh my god I love her we did talk about it once and you mentioned Holiday that was your favorite Madonna track yeah it was the first song I ever heard from her I was driving down the road in Red Deer I can't remember what station it was on and it's such a great record Mm. and I was like I was bopping along and making goofy movements and uh, it's really nothing but hits with her yeah like I'm a like a prayer guy but she's so brilliant she's so good she's great she had a coffee table book out once I'll never forget that as long as I live because I got a copy of the coffee table book. I didn't. Do you know what the book is? It was a picture book, yeah. right? Yeah. And so I took it home, and and the, it was like, you know, where'd you get this? I, did you buy this? And I'm like, no. It was a it was a thing. It was a gift, you know. And, and okay, then uh, what are we doing with that? <laughs> oh, the old, old oh, I thought I ordered a sports, a sports almanac. This is what they gave me. I thought it was Oldest a Rand McNally. I didn't know. Oh uh, well, there you go. By the way, I I have to pass this along. Uh, uh, nobody knew about it, but we were our little family was under a little bit of uh, duress today. Uh, because our, our doggo was in for a little surgery, which has now happened and it, it was highly successful and she'll be fine. So, <sighs> you know, the kids are such a worry. So it's all good today. Low Tide's feeling good. Low Tide, where is Lieutenant Eric these days from Shovelhead? Well, he is over with Dustin Nielsen. They're doing uh, the podcasts that they had done previously and doing a brilliant job along with uh, Matthew Owanek and, uh, the uh, Mr. Gazzola, Tom Gazzola, and I'm not sure who else is over there, but they're doing really fine work, and we're proud of the work we're doing as well. And I, I said this earlier, right, when we all started up, that, that I, I felt like the people were like, there's some kind of, you know, there's a fracture. No, there isn't. Jason is doing the radio show that he has done for years and has clients who want to be on the radio, and Dustin had a different mousetrap, and everybody's happy. Are you happy? I'm very happy. Yeah. So I, I I understand the idea of looking for controversy, but I assure I'm an old guy. I got no reason to lie to you, and I'm not one of the folks who's, you know, driving the train. It's Jason and Dusty who are. I'm shrapnel. That said, I'm telling you true, because I have no reason not to. There's no issue. I love those guys. But I love Connor too. I wish his Chargers were any good at all, but they're they have two running backs and you know nothing else right now. And they used to have one. Got to say, low tide. One of the things I appreciate about you is you give us a nice look into your real life, and you're honest about your roles, even when they weren't great. Well, I appreciate that, but I also think that that that's like we're all. I've had really good moments, <laughs> but I've had really bad ones too. And um, I think the key is to finding somebody in life who who 
forgives your 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 shortcomings and embraces your strengths. And I had that for a long time. And so I would give I would give her a lot of credit for um for the person that I became and for the person that I am. And um I miss her. Uh LT, you're a young Morgan Freeman, which is a huge compliment. Oh, it's very, very kind. I missed the drafts with Dusty. I didn't get in on any of those. They, they punted me away from those because I won a few. And then I didn't get on the funny one. What was it called? I can't remember what. Because I, nobody got my jokes, you know, which was embarrassing because they were brilliant. You know, I'm just ahead of my time. LT, did you see the Trevor Diggs injury just now? He was on crutches. Gee, I did not. I saw the, the NFL injuries are just the abs. I remember the Theismann injury. I was watching Monday Night Football at a bar, I imagine. And I, I like it was, it turned my stomach. And I remember Lawrence Taylor, it turned his stomach too. And I just thought, why do I watch this stupid game? And I, I still do. And that was like, 40 years ago, 35 years ago, when Theismann just, his career just, it, I'd never seen anything like, do not watch it. Lawrence Taylor said to this day he's never seen the replay. Good. I don't blame him. Awful. Quick update on the Trayvon Diggs situation yeah. as well. He is going to get an MRI on his knee, it looks like. So Dak said he left the field in crutches. Prayers to him. So that's about where we're at. There is a, a Jason Arnott text in our text line that I'm not going to read because it's not appropriate. Okay. But I want to tell the person who did it that in a different world, that that is one of the most brilliant things I've ever seen. But I'm not reading it. This is nice. I'm glad this is online. Can't believe it took me until 1440 to listen to Edmonton Sports Talk. Well, it's been good all along. Back in the olden days, before... Do, am I late for a break or am I on time? No, 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 no. Right. We, we have nothing until, but until the end of the segment now. So it used to be Brian Hall and like Al McCann. And then Wes would talk on Chad in the morning about sports between records. And that was pretty much it. We didn't, you didn't get a lot. You got the supper hours, you know, sports and news, but there wasn't a lot. And then the, uh, I think Darren Detition was, uh, if not the first, one of the first to do, uh, ITV late night sports kind of roundup at like nine or 10. And that became the rage because you'd, you know, the highlight package would happen and you'd be like, Oh, I missed the game, but I can get, I can get Detition at 10, uh, on ITV. And that really drove a lot. And then there was, by maybe I remember when John Short started, it would have been in the 70s, 78, 79, somewhere in there. He worked for the Oilers when Gretzky got traded to the Oilers. So 79, 80, somewhere in there. John Short really has, uh, he's the godfather of all of this. And John mentored a lot of us. I mean, uh, I would go for lunch with John twice a week, probably. Jason Greger worked for him. A lot of other people did. Um, 
He's a really good guy. And he, he was the guy who did late night sports. And I think he brought a lot of humanity and gentlemanliness to it. Is that a word? Yeah, I think so. You you fumbled your way through it pretty good, but I do think it's a word. <laughs> you just couldn't let me have it, could you? Just kind of <laughs> grind a little. It had to be addressed. You fu- you Someone has to your keep way. your head from getting too. It, just, <laughs> it was like it was like a train wreck, but at least you didn't kill anybody. Uh, you're of if Connor Brown comes in and stays healthy, could be bringing points, grit, and know how to play with McDavid. You know they played a long time ago together. I really think that's being overrated. Zach Hyman played last year and shot lights out. I would give more oomph to that. Okay, guys, you can't pause for that long. I was expecting the elevator music to start. Scared the hell out of me. They are, thought they thought we were going off air again. Are we? Are we? Uh, are we on delay? No, 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 no. It was a bit of a long pause, though. But we we were reading text, and I was reading up about Trayvon Diggs. So, well, what happened was. I, I like the way I do text. I read down and then yes. I was out of them yes. and then I have to go down. I know. And other people are faster. I'm over here with a, you know, three mouse and a wheel. Take your time. No, I was reading too. No. We, we were in it together. All right. But we're still here. That's the important part. I love that we have two choices now for sports talk and I certainly make sure to support both. Great. Good for you. That's what I said. Please support our sponsors. Please do that because that's going to keep this, you know, driving wheel driving. By the way, you're listening to The Lowdown, powered by Wolf GMC Buick, if you need a reminder about where to go. Low Tide, do you smoke darts? No. No, I don't. I, I am not a smoker. I have, I was like, when I used to work at a place called Billy Bob's at the Capri Center in Red Deer, and that would have been like 1980 and 81, and there was so much smoke there and in the bathrooms every, everywhere, so I did smoke like for maybe... I'd say 18 months of my life. And uh, I used to uh, go to the Maidstone Hotel uh, bar on dares and buy cigarettes. And I probably smoked a few of those. But that's it. What about you? No, no, no. I've maybe had maybe like four cigarettes my entire life. Yeah. You don't do the, the ganja? No, never. No? What about never. the what about the mushrooms? No, never. Hmm. <laughs> I'm just a boring guy. I like what coffee. about what about edibles? No, no. What do you like nothing? Do, what, what like do you have a coke once in a while? No, yeah, like I mean I'll I love an ice cold cerveza after a hard week of talking talking to you, but that's about it. What do you mean hard week of talking to me? No, I know I should have said easiest conversation better. to have. Yeah, it really is. No, it really boy, is. I should have said like a hard week of work, but it just came out that way. I didn't mean it as a, a slight in any way. And I realize I do read like it's not lost on me how much this backtracking makes it sound worse, but I don't mean it that way. No, I no, want that on the record. You, you, it's like you said a minute ago. You said, well, I'm not lying about this, honest, and I do it all the time. And what it really implies is everything else you said previously was a lie. Is that what it implies? I always thought it implied like I've been a truthful guy and I'm going to continue to be a truthful guy. No. No. Which is what I'm going for. Because people who are really honest never have to say they're honest. Like, That's do you think Mother true. Teresa said, I'm telling the truth this time? Mm. No. She probably didn't. She never had to. But she to. also didn't speak English, so. Well, so is what's wrong with that? What, do you no, got I'm some kind saying. of problem? No, nothing. No. I'm just, you know. Mother Teresa, you are slamming Mother Teresa right No, now. she was great. Well, she you say saint. so now after recovering. Holy. Listen, if, there, if I want to be on good terms with anybody, it's Mother Teresa, so. I'm going to leave that there. Do you know she made a decision on a train? She was going somewhere and she said, I'm going to go to, to I think I had the heard poorest that place in the world. I think I had heard that. Calcutta, I believe. 
All right. Sports 1440, proud to partner with Sports Central on their inaugural bike drive this September. The goal is to collect 1,000 bikes this month, gently used or new. 25 volunteers on Sports Central Bike Shop. They're there all winter anyway, and they heat the place, so they want to restore a lot of bikes. You can help out. Bike donations will be accepted every Saturday in September, including the one that's coming up and the 30th. You can also make a monetary donation online at the cost of one bike, 175 Go to sports1440.ca for the link, or go to the donation locations, United Sport and Cycle, Revolution Cycle, Bonnie Dune Shopping Center, and London Dairy Mall. 151 bikes, September 9th. We don't have the total on the 16th yet, but that's a good start. Great start. Great, great start and a noble cause. Tide, will Pat Kane be an oiler by 2024? I, I Honestly, I think they'd probably prefer Taves based on what they're struggling with. But maybe. I, I heard Buffalo. I didn't do rumors today. Why do they keep me around here? I forgot to do rumors. But, yeah, the, the Buffalo Sabres are apparently showing interest in Patrick Kane. He still has to rehab and do stuff. So there's your rumors, kids. It was a long pause. I refreshed the iHeart app. So, yes, that was a long pause. I apologize. I'll try to just ramble on. Maybe I could do a musical interlude. Interlude. You know what? Hand up. I'll be quicker to jump in as well. No. I feel maybe that one's on me. I got to look in the mirror. Yeah. The, 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 the idea that you fill the air, I get. I understand that. But on, on sports talk radio, sometimes you don't have anything like, in the brain to say, and I have learned over time, when I blurt, it's it's sometimes it goes awry. That's the, that's as nice as I can say it. We can talk about what happened today on the ice. The Oilers did have practice, and they did have lines, and McDavid was on a line with Connor Brown, and people are talking about that, and that's fine. Uh, Daniel Nugent Bowman has this. Sam Gagne says he's five months into a six-month recovery from double hip surgery. Done five. He's so young to be having these operations. 34. Although he said he feels ahead of schedule, as noted earlier, the expectations he won't play any preseason games. So he will definitely be heading to Bakersfield. So that's that's good news. Um, Lane Peterson got moved up the depth chart today, which is good. Want to see him. A lot of I, I think Jason will come in here and talk about Brandon Sutter a lot. He was interviewing him, uh, and he had some quotes on Twitter about Brandon Sutter. And early days, I feel he's going to make the roster, and maybe at the expense of somebody other than Raphael Lavoie. I think maybe Derek Ryan or Matthias Janmark or maybe even Dylan Holloway. We'll see. DK is the best sidekick you've ever had. Well, you know, I was thinking about that. I've had really good ones. I really have. Yeah. You've, uh, had, you've had some great producers. Hallie was great. Lieutenant Eric was great. Allison Curry, Curry wasn't long, but she was very quick. Yep. Very quick and smart. And she would, she was the one person I've ever had as a, as a producer who would throw stuff at me and I just did not have an answer. Okay. <laughs> I was like, okay. Ah, uh, so I was Anderson Cooper and she was, uh, um, Kathy Griffin. Yeah. Yeah. That was, um, so I thought I could have gone places, but you know. that's the pinnacle I need to get to. 
Sure. I need to be throwing things at you in a way that you can't catch them, mm. and then I'll be top of the mount. Yeah, we'll just wait a while because the brain is getting fuzzier every day. My favorite John Short line, everyone has a democratic right to be wrong. He said that many times. Patrick and Buffalo have a history, no? Well, yeah. Yeah, they do. They do indeed. Um, the big news today, I'm just going to return to that because I think it is the you know worth mentioning. Michael Parcati hired uh, for analytics department. They're obviously going to build around it. Uh, it just shows you that Je- I think Jeff Jackson it was the most astute hire of Daryl Kate's ownership. And that includes a lot of people, uh, but this this guy is just getting after it, and it, I don't know when it'll show up, but it will it will show up. And it's not like the I'm not saying the amateur scouts and the pro scouts aren't doing a good job. I have an article up at the Athletic today about how well Brad Holland has done since he slid into the pro scouting. This isn't about that. It's not about criticizing. It's about adding. It's about making things better. It's like quality control or confirmation or. Is our children learning? Little things like time on ice in the AHL. Are they playing the kids? Put a monitor on that puppy. Make sure they are. And make sure that they're getting power play time and and getting the good set. Like Lane Peterson is going to be a great AHL center. He is this year. And you got to put Borgo on that line and maybe Carter Savoy. Let those guys rattle in Hammond Bakersfield. And then they'll come up and do real damage when they arrive here. That's the good stuff. LT, can you hum Rock Lobster during the pauses? That's not even my favorite song of theirs. Love Shack is my favorite song. I would imagine that's most people's. Bang, bang, baby. Oh, yeah, I like that song. Ramble on, Low Tide. Well, that's the Zeppelin song, right? But I can. I would for you. Are we done? Jason Greger on the way. Thanks for tuning into the Lowdown, and here's a sports update.